G'day guys. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the COVID breaches from the clubs over the last week. Talking about Richmond's form, Dusty Martin's form in particular, some new flag contenders, some pretenders, and the elite form of the St Kilda Football Club. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We are a week into the 20 days of footy. Round nine has been played and won. It's been uh, some big results over the weekend. And it, um, I mean, well, the biggest talking point coming from it was the the COVID breaches. And there's been four clubs, no, five clubs actually fine from it. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on all the breaches that have happened over the last week? Well, it's, it's all pretty disappointing. Um, they're all... They're all pretty silly mistakes, you, you know. They're not. I don't know. It's not things that weren't, wouldn't have been made clear. Like, I mean, I think it's pretty well known that you shouldn't be going to get a facial during a global pandemic. I or, think that's you know, the worst. That's the worst one, isn't it? That one. Yeah, probably. I mean, and also the fact that it was put on Instagram. I mean, yeah, surely you, you know a little bit better than that. I mean, it's a it's a mistake. It is what it is. But yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Um, Especially, you know, being all Victorian clubs doesn't doesn't say much for us considering Queensland allowing us to be up there. Um, That's I mean, true. Yeah, Queensland's not the only state it's happened in, but, you know, biggest example at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it does, It's not, not a good look for the, the Cochin family, I guess. She's not going to be too popular at the best and fairest night come season's end. Well, that's if the best and fairest even happens. It might work out all right for her this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was... Um, yeah, so that was interesting when that came through. I think that was Friday when um, that news came through. And then there was, yeah, Carlton. So, yeah, so obviously Richmond got fined and you got Carlton, Hawthorne, Collingwood and North Melbourne all um, with breaches. And I think the Carlton one where Levi Casbolt's uh, children went to SeaWorld with these grandparents. Um, yeah. I mean, I think someone's dobbed them in there. That's how they got caught with that. Um and then you've obviously got the Collingwood one with Nathan Buckley and Brendan Sanderson, I think it was, playing tennis. So it's yeah. uh, <laughs> been a few bizarre a bit, things going on there. A bit uh, a bit contentious, especially considering Eddie Maguire came out uh, a couple of days before and said uh, anyone breaching the rules, non-players should be sent home. I oh, know. I know. I wonder what he's going to say and now. You, yeah, and should have to pay the fine personally. Well, he, on yeah. Triple M this morning, I saw an article already in the um, – he reckons he was taken out of context, which of course he was. You know, now of course he'll say that. Club. Yeah, of course he'll yeah. say that. So yeah, he always back when he gets his back against the wall. He tries to deny, deny, deny. I think that. Yeah. Know. Oh well. Well, yeah. So that that were the pretty big. That were the big talking points anyway off the field. Um, yeah, obviously with COVID, just with Queensland hosting a lot of the footy now, that's the last thing they want is for it to sort of spread around there. Um, because if that happens, that's going to throw things into chaos, and AFL can't really afford that. So that's why they've, they've really, you know, gone hard with these fines, and and rightly so. I completely agree with what the AFL are doing, and um, I think it's the right call there. Uh, but yeah, we'll get we'll get into the game. So obviously, yeah, as we've said before, the footy frenzy had started last Wednesday. We're a week in now, um, and it was the game between the Bulldogs and Richmond at Metricon Stadium, and Dusty Martin is officially back, isn't he? Oh, he, he definitely is. What a game. What a game. Now, I know I'm recycling this from uh, Mick Malloy, but 
Can we start officially calling Dusty the new Christian Petrarca? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's almost at Petrarca's level now, I think, isn't he? Oh, honestly, <laughs> um, it's it's almost like he heard everyone, you know, talking about you know these players becoming the new Dusty, and he thought, no, no, I'm I'm still here. I'm going to show yeah. everybody I'm still around, and uh, he came back in a big way. It was a real um, no, statement but, game from him, wasn't it? Oh, big time, big time, and from the Tigers in general, I think. Yeah, um, you know, we had. We had 10 players out there with less than 40 games experience and we really just, you know, showed the dogs up in a big way. It was a massive win and I think it was good early with Jack and Tom Lynch both getting on the board after being scrutinised in the media, yeah. um, you know, getting up to the game. So I think it was just a, to start the game the way we did and then, you know, just you really put the foot on the throat, I guess you can say, and just sort of ran it out and the dogs never really looked like getting on top at any stage. So it was good. Do you think... Do you think the Dogs are still finals contenders with their inconsistency? I think so. I think their best footy is good enough to to make finals. You know, I think top four is probably out of the question for them, but I think they can definitely make finals. Just, um, yeah, we've seen their best and it's good enough. Um, but for me, I, I think the biggest takeout from this game is just the form of Richmond. And I think it was, you know, about this time last season where they really started to make their mark on the competition and, you know, when they slowly get all their players back, they're a dangerous force and it showed Dusty Martin back at his best. That helps. Um, but one thing like that I did see from the Togs, though, is the form of Marbio Chol. He's been an unbelievable pickup for you guys, hasn't he? Oh, Chol has been fantastic. And the way he's stuck it out, he's been in the, in the club now for a few years and he hasn't really had the chance that he's probably, well, I don't know, he just wasn't ready. And I think, um, you know, he's definitely shown that, he's ready to be in the AFL and he's, he's such a selfless player as well. He gave off about a couple of um, goals that he could have kicked himself and just the way he brings his teammates into the play is really impressive. Yeah. So I was really impressed with his game and he's had, he's had a really good season this season as well. So um, Tigers, yeah, looking very good for me and I think they're, well, for me anyway, I'm, I'm going to tip them for the flag just with the way they're, they're tracking at the moment. They're looking very, very good. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. So we gave one vote to Jake Arts, two votes to Jack McRae, and three votes to Dusty Martin, who's uh, who could be uh, making a late charge for the pressure point voting. See how we go. Jeez, lucky you will be stiff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thursday night we had uh, Melbourne and Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Jeez, the D's were these were awful, weren't they? That was second rate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not much exciting to take out from the D's game on the week on Thursday night, that's for sure. I think a lot of people were predicting an upset, saying, oh, you know, this is, you know, Melbourne are going to win this game. Port look a bit shaky, but, geez, it was the complete opposite. Port looks very good and <laughs> Melbourne were, were atrocious, really. They, you know, uh, all the form that they've showed over the last few weeks has gone down the drain with that. I think they were almost goalless to half time. Um, you know, Port would like about 50 odd points up. It was, yeah, pretty, pretty dark night for them. Well, I had them in my multi to win. So <laughs> it was a very dark night. So you I got just... sucked into the, uh, <laughs> the upset, yeah. did you? Yeah. Well, the way they played against, um, you know, Brisbane the week before and all that, I was showing some promising signs. I thought, you know what, that wouldn't put it past them to, you know, pinch a win over Port Adelaide. Port are playing away from home. Who knows what can happen? And yeah, they, they didn't live up to that at all. No. Nah. No, so it's yeah. So Port obviously back on the winners list. They they needed to bounce back after their loss, and they definitely did. Mitch Georgiadis looks like a very good pickup for them. He's a that big forward that they've um, you know he complements Charlie Dixon really well. He kicked three, and um, yeah, Port look like they're going to be you know top four if not top two this season. 
um, looking like a formidable force. But uh, oh, we'll go to the, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the votes for that. So we've got one vote to Carl Amon, two votes to Mitch Georgiatis, and three votes to Travis Boak, who's having another very, very good season. Uh, Friday, it's the game between Carlton and Hawthorne. Um, uh, so you want me to leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I'll try not to rant too much about this, but Carlton, they blew a 31 to zero lead. Um, and we were watching this game together, weren't we? And I think we were talking at quarter time and saying, geez, how do we get a ticket to the grand final? <laughs> <laughs> Generally asking the question, how do we get tickets to the grand final if it's interstate? Richmond Carlton grand final, we'll hope. Yeah. Before. And it's like they heard us and they did pretty much didn't touch the footy after quarter time. And Hawthorne just was an onslaught. It was an onslaught and Carlton just didn't know how to deal with it. Um, I think it was a 60-odd point turnaround. Hawthorne ended up winning by 31 points. And, yeah, pretty uh, – very disappointing and, and a, a pretty concerning day um, for a Carlton fan just to, you know, be up and dominate – the team so well in that first quarter to just stop, really. So it was a bit disappointing. I don't know. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, exactly the same as you. Um, like you said, at the beginning, at the end of the first quarter, we thought, here we go, Blues are on. And you know what? It wasn't like Hawthorne were playing bad. The quality of the Blues football in that first quarter was honestly, you know, finals material. Yeah. The way they were playing was unbelievable. Um, Patrick Cripps just looked phenomenal in that first quarter. And then... Yeah, I don't know. I think Hawthorne started kicking a couple back and it's almost like Carlton just lost confidence. They didn't, I don't know, they just didn't look like the same side that was in the first quarter. And Patrick Cripps tried to take the game on a bit too much himself, I thought. Put a bit too much pressure on his own back and made some silly mistakes he wouldn't normally make. So, yeah, just disappointing for the Blues, obviously. But on the Hawthorne side of things, Tom Mitchell, back to his best footy. Yeah, for sure. That was his, his best game for the season. I mean, yeah, he really led the charge for them. They, they, were, they went on a rampage and it was, no, I mean, it was it, like, as a neutral, it probably would have been good to see, but um, yeah, as a Carlton fan, it was, it was pretty concerning just seeing the way Hawthorne were able to just take control of the game like that. It was, um, yeah, well, I guess, as I said, they're coached by, they're coached, well, we say this every week, they're coached by Clarko. So we, we expect Hawthorne to, you know, show something. Um, they were due. They'd lost four in a row, so they were, they were definitely due for a win. And um, yeah, they'd be very happy with that one. Um, votes for that game: we go one vote to Patrick Cripps, two votes to Jack Gunston, and three votes to Tom Mitchell. Also on the Friday night, we had Essendon and Brisbane at Metricon Stadium, and the Lions absolutely dominated Essendon from the very first minute, didn't they? Oh, straight away. Um, Essendon just straight out of the gates looked like the you know second class team. And I tell you what, if there was ever going to be a game you were happy to fall asleep during, it was definitely this one. <laughs> it was a super one sided game. Um, there's not really much to say. Brisbane were just too good, and you know to dominate a team like they did just shows how much of a contender they're going to be come point end of the season. Absolutely, yeah. I think Essendon are yeah really uh, struggling for answers and. I think that was their lowest score this century I did here somewhere as well. So pretty dark night for the Bombers, which is, um, I don't know, is it, was, it, was it good to watch? No. 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 I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, depend- 
<laughs> Come on, I'm banging I mean, for that. Yeah, it's never a bad thing to see SNN get dominated the way they did. But you know, in terms of a you know mutual fan watching that game, no, it wasn't a good game nah. to watch. It was just a percentage booster for the Lions, I think, and reckon you can probably move on. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll go. We'll go straight to the votes. Um, we got one vote to Alex Witherden, two votes to Charlie Cameron, who was sensational again, and three votes to Lockie Neal, who just keeps on keeping on. I think he's is that twenty votes now for the pressure point voting. Yeah, yeah. he's right he's, up there. He's dominating. All right, Saturday afternoon we had North Melbourne and Adelaide battle of the bottom clubs, and very concerning for Adelaide. There's a 60-point gap between those two teams now. Yeah, and North Melbourne actually looked good. So, I mean, they, they haven't in a long time this season. And I guess if there's any side to do it against, it was always going to be the Crows. But um, I think the most exciting talking point out of this is definitely Matt Jack Dawes return to football. Oh, how good is it? It's just a fant- it's just a great story, isn't it? After everything he's been through, mental health, physical injuries all the rest of it to come back and he kicked a goal as well. And just the emotion you could see in his face after kicking that goal was like, honestly, beautiful. That's the only word for it. Oh, it was, um, it was an amazing moment. It was just an amazing story. I think there was a, a feature that came out pre-game of his battles and, um, you know, he had to learn to walk again and, you know, just you, going through that would be hard enough. And, you know, just getting back to playing footy at an elite level is just incredible. So that's, <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was that was really good, and yeah, the way the players got around him when he kicked that goal was was yeah really good, to, really good to see. Yeah, phenomenal. And he he wasn't given a chance of walking properly again. His doctor said. Yeah. So yeah, to, yeah, to like you said, to come back in the elite level is fantastic. But after watching that game, do we think Adelaide's going to win one this year? I don't know. I think I think they're a chance if they play at home. I think away from home, no, but. I think maybe the Adelaide Oval they could probably pinch one, but yeah, that they were they were really poor, weren't they? That you know, for you know, a team like North Melbourne who've been pretty bad as well, to to lose to them by ten goals is is pretty concerning. And um, yeah, they just look I don't know, they just look completely out of whack. They just don't look like an AFL standard team, do they? No, they look like a shambles. They honestly yeah. look like a shambles. So um, yeah, a bit concerning for them, but. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the votes for that game. Okay, one vote to Aaron Hall, two votes to Jed Anderson, and three votes to Luke McDonald, who had his own footy that game. Oh, come off the back line as well. Right, he, he just racked it up. And again, Adelaide, not, not putting anyone on him as well. It's uh, concerning. Um, we had St Kilda in Sydney at the Gabba later that day. St Kilda, geez, I think uh, they're a massive, massive chance for top four now. They looked elite especially in that last quarter where they completely dominated. And um, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good game for three quarters, but then St Kilda just absolutely kicked clear and they looked very, very good. Yeah, I've always, um, I wasn't one to jump on the St Kilda bandwagon too soon. I know what they did last year and showed a bit of promise, but I think now it's hard to ignore them um, for being a, you know, like you said, a top four side almost. They're just, they're looking elite at the moment and, the way they use the ball between each other, got good chemistry on field, and you can it shows it shows of their results. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and you know, Jack Steele just keeps dominating. Um, he's really taken his game to the next level this season, and then you got players like you know Zach Jones against his old side was pretty good. Uh, Rowan Marshall in the ruck, they're just yeah, they're they're a well-rounded team. St Kilda, they just need to they just need to play consistent consistently. Um, 
because yeah, it was only a few weeks ago where we we had a few passionate Saints fans talk about that that bad loss to Frio. So they just need to put it together consistently. Consistently, and if they can, they can. I reckon they can definitely finish top four. Yeah, definitely. All right. So the votes for that game, we gave one vote to Luke Parker, two votes to Jade Gresham, and three votes to Jack Steele, who is really climbing the pressure point leaderboard as we speak. All right, Saturday night, we had West Coast and Geelong at Optus Stadium. This was a brilliant game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Game of the round, you reckon? Yeah, has to be. I, I I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat watching this game. I had a little bit of money riding on it too, so that always helps. <laughs> but it was, but it was, yeah, honestly, an unbelievable game of football, um, especially that last quarter. There was just so much going on. I mean, Josh Kennedy kicking three goals in the last term. That, oh, incredible. Yeah. He's a, he's a superstar. He's having an absolute purple patch at the moment. He's kicked, uh, what, nearly, well, nearly nearly 20 goals in about a month, hasn't he? He's absolutely dominated. He's coming to claim his Coleman medal, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, at his age as well, like he's, you know, he's, he's getting on and he's, he's still playing really well. Um, Nick Nat, though, was just, I reckon, one of the best players on the ground. And his ruck work is just... It's unique the way he moves around the ground for his size. No, yeah, nobody is like him. I know everyone talks about Gorn and Grundy, and but the, I don't know. Nick Natch is different somehow, and just the way he moves around the ground. When he's a hundred percent, he's he has to be the number one ruckman in the league. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, when he's at his best, there's no one that can go with him. He's just too athletic and quick and powerful. He's it's it's good to watch. He's good, really good to watch. Um, and yeah, he just gives all those you know elite midfielders around him silver service. Um, which well, did you see that tap to Kennedy in the forward line? Yeah, that's right. And Kennedy played the rover, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So. Like even that, just to have the awareness yeah. that Nick has got to find his teammates is unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, West Coast are really starting to make their charge now. A bit like Richmond, they're sort of coming coming good at the right time. So we'll see how <laughs> they go come season's end. Um. But the votes for that game, so we have one vote to Dom Sheed, two votes to Nick Nat, and three votes to Josh Kennedy. The game's on the Sunday. So the first one was between Gold Coast and GWS at Metricon. It was a bit of a statement game from the Giants. Um, I thought they were sort of back to their best. Their better players are starting to hit some form now. Um, you know, to do it against a Gold Coast team that you know, has been in pretty good form um, was a really good result for the Giants, I thought. Well, it's just good, just like you said, just good to have their um, their number one players out and playing their quality football again like they should. And it's they're exciting, aren't they? When they're when they're on, like Lockie Whitfield plays like that. When they're on, it's just exciting to watch, and they're yeah, really enjoyable game. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, well, it was a bit low scoring, but I think I thought the game was quite good. Um, yeah, Jeremy Cameron was was playing really good footy, and then I think the only sour note from that game was probably Toby Green doing his hamstring. Um, not sure how serious it is. He was able to run off the ground, but um, still a bit of a concern for them, considering the form that he's been in. Um, they have said they're not going to rush him. Um, they're going to take their time with him, especially in this short, you know, period of games, football festival. They're, yeah, they're, he's not going to be back in any time in the near couple of weeks, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, no, definitely not worth the risk there for sure. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. So go one vote to Josh Kelly, two votes to Jacob Hopper, and three votes to Lockie Whitfield. The final game of the round, it was Frio and Collingwood. Massive, massive upset this one. One of the upsets of the season. Frio, Frio heave ho. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
but yeah, I think I don't know what 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 do you take out of that game? Is it you know Frio are, are better than what we thought, or just Collingwood are in a really bad form slump at the moment? Somewhere in between. I feel like Collingwood's definitely hurting without um, you know Dugowie, Penelbury, um Jeremy Howe, players like that. But you know, Sidebottom came back in the side, had a stellar performance, and I mean they're up at three quarter time, which they're only the second team you know, to lose a game once being up at three-quarter time since round one. So disappointing for the Pies. But Freo, Freo definitely showed us another level of football we haven't really seen at all this season. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great to see. I mean, like, that, yeah, as I said, that, you know, Collingwood were up at three-quarter time. So Freo were challenged and, um, yeah, to, to run away with the result in the end was a, a really good effort. And, yeah, as you said, still side bottom, yeah, really came in and, um Really wanted to prove himself, didn't he? He was um, one of the best players on the ground, and but yeah, that's a huge win for Freo and um, you know alarm bells for Collingwood a bit. That's uh, you know a few few losses like that this season where they just haven't been up to it, and um, you know you never know with the everything that went on you know, leading up to that game that might have affected them a little bit. So, but uh, we'll go to the votes for that game. So still side bottom got one vote, two votes to Luke Ryan. And three votes to Matt Tabernard, who's, who's having a really good season. He kicked four goals in that game, didn't he? Yeah, huge, huge season. Just doesn't yeah. kick goals when I've got him in my multi, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is uh, that is round nine done. Um, and with the way the season's going at the moment, we've got round ten starting straight away. So, um, on so yeah, so we're recording on a Monday, and the round ten starts not a day after round nine is finished. So incredible stuff, but. As a footy fan, we love this. So, um, But we've got Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs tonight at Adelaide Oval. Um, this is a big Monday night game. Dogs need to bounce is, back. Yeah, definitely. It's a really big game. I mean, Port, obviously Port at Port Adelaide and the way they've been playing is fantastic. So I presume they'll continue that form into this game. But it's definitely a chance for the Dogs to, you know, to find some consistency and show that, you know, like, I, you know, I was questioning just before. So it's a good chance for them to show that, no, no. We're, we are a final side and we're going to stay that way. So, big, big game. Yeah, I think this is the kind of game that the Bulldogs like, um, you know, needing to bounce back a bit under pressure and um, away from home. And we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm still going to tip Port just because it's over there and then they're in better form. But I think this will be a, a really good game. What do you reckon? I agree. I think Port will win. I don't see the Dogs beating them, but I feel like they will put up a big challenge. I don't think they'll go down easily. Yeah, for sure. All right, Tuesday night. So, yeah, there's a game every week, which we love. Tuesday night footy. This is probably the match of the round. Richmond and Brisbane at Metricon. Uh, I certainly hope. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. Um, I'm a little bit nervous because Brisbane is just such a good side and the way they've been playing is really good. Um, but in saying that, like you said earlier, Richmond's really starting to find some form at the moment and we've got a good record. You know, we, we haven't lost to Brisbane in about 11 years now, so... I mean, but then in saying that, they'll be out to break that little hoodoo they've got there. So exciting game. Definitely game of the round in my eyes. I think it'll be a close one. Um, but it's battle of the superstars tonight. Dusty's found some form and Lockie Neal's been in it all year. Who do you think is going to have the bigger impact? Well, I know it's hard to go past Lockie Neal just for his consistency this season. He's just constantly racked up the footy and he's kicking goals too. But then, you, you know, you, if you look at Dusty and the way he played last week, if he can back that up, then he's... Yeah, no, no one can stop Dusty at his best. Um, yeah, I feel like Lockie Neal, you know, if you put the right tag on him, you could probably quell his influence, but Dusty can't be stopped when he's at his ultimate best. So 
I know. You, and you love watching Dusty in that sort of form. So if he, if he can have a, another game like that, I think that goes a long way to a Richmond win. But, um, but the Lions have just, yeah, looked good all season. So for me, I'm going to tip Brisbane just, just, but wouldn't surprise me if, if Richmond got up as well. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, another really close game for mine. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to tip the Tigers, which I know I do every week. But I think our, I think our youth will hopefully stand up, and we do play well against Brisbane. We match up quite nicely, and I'm tipping Dusty to have another big one like last week. So yeah, Tigers for me. Yeah. All right. Wednesday we have Geelong and North Melbourne at the Gabba. I think the Cats will be hurting after their narrow loss to the Eagles, and we'll uh, we'll definitely be wanting to bounce back after that. But I think North will give them a, a bit of a game if they can back up their form from last week. Well, I think North should take some confidence in beat. I know they only beat Adelaide, but they beat them well. Um, and, you know, the, like I said, the whole team really gelled together quite nicely, had a good, really good game. So I think they will give the Cats a good run. But for the Cats, considering they were up pretty much the whole game against West Coast and then lost it in the last quarter, I don't think they'll uh, they'll roll over to North this week. I'm tipping the Cats, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I still think the Cats will win. I think they'll win quite comfortably there. Uh, so there's a, another game on, on a Wednesday as well. So there's two games on the Wednesday. We've got Adelaide and Melbourne. Adelaide Oval. Melbourne would want to find some form in this game, otherwise <laughs> the critics are going to come for them once again. Yeah, oh, it's you, you can't. I mean, you you can't imagine the scrutiny they will cop if they uh, they drop this game in Adelaide. They really need this is a confidence boosting win um, to sort of try and reinvigorate their season. But in saying that, this is another slither of a chance for uh, Adelaide to get a win on the board. You know, they had bot- second bottom of the ladder against North last week, didn't do it. But Melbourne, would you think it would be another opportunity for them to try and get one? Yeah, definitely. Um, and you, know, you look at Adelaide's form when they played at home this season, they've actually been pretty competitive and they probably should have pinched one um, against Essendon the other week. So, you know, if they, can, if they can keep in touch with Melbourne and, you know, if they're still in the game ill in the last quarter, then... Um, they're, they're definitely a chance to win it, but um, I think Melbourne, yeah, that, they'll be wanting to bounce back. They'll be, you know, they really copped it after their performance against Port, and I think they'll they'll definitely want to bounce back there. So I'm going to tip Melbourne. Um, I think they'll win by a few goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here a little bit. I'm gonna tip the Crows to get their first. Win of the, yeah, I'm gonna tip them to get their first win of the year. Melbourne just seem a little bit of a shambles at the moment. I think the Crows might try to capitalize on that. Love it. I love it. We'll uh, make sure we uh, let some Melbourne supporters know about that one. <laughs> All right, Thursday, we've got Collingwood and Sydney at the Gabba. The Pies need to find form super quick, and I think this is a, a really good opportunity for them. Um, they're, it's their first game in the Queensland hub as well, so they're leaving Perth for the first time in a few weeks. And, um, you know, yeah, they come up against the Sydney side, who's, who's been pretty competitive this season. Um, I mean, their ladder position might not suggest that, but they've actually been pretty good. So um, I think the Pies should win this. Um, I know, can you, you can't see them losing again, can you? No, I can't see Collingwood losing this week. But I mean, like you said, Sydney find a way to stay in games. I mean, blokes like Tom Pepley kicking goals every week. They, they always keep niggling on you, but I think the Pies will definitely win. I reckon a change of scenery for them might help as well. They haven't had a whole lot of luck down in uh, Perth. So I think Queensland might be a nice little, nice change for them and get the win. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pies, I think they, yeah, they're, they're too good of a team to to lose a few and um, and to lose to, to teams down the bottom of the ladder. I think the Frio game is going to really kick them into gear. So yeah, Collingwood for me as well. 
the other game on the Thursday, we've got Gold Coast and St Kilda at Metricon. Uh, this is a huge game, bit of a danger game for the Saints as well. I think the Gold Coast Suns at home are, are very dangerous and um, they're coming off you know, consecutive losses. So uh, we, we, yeah, we, we saw what happened to St Kilda when they played Frio um, away as well. So it's definitely a danger game for St Kilda. I think the Gold Coast are a massive chance in this. What, what do you reckon? I reckon they're a great chance. Um, like you said, St Kilda, you know, they're as great as they are at the moment, the way they're playing, they have been slightly inconsistent. So you, would, you wouldn't surprise, be surprised seeing them drop, um, drop a bit of form against this game. And Gold Coast definitely, you know, looking to pick up some form after a few losses. Oh, it's gonna be, I, I'm still going to tip the Saints. The way they've been playing, they're, they're, pretty, they're almost, you know, at elite status, um, yep. as, as Richo said. So I think, um, yeah, I think I'm going to tip the Saints, but I think it'll be a very close game. And I'm tipping um, Isaac Rankin to have a big one as well. Our man. Our man. He was a bit quiet on the weekend, so hopefully he can uh, showcase his stuff uh, in this game. But, yeah, I'm going to tip the Saints as well. I think that'll that'll be too strong for him. And the last game of the round, it's uh, on Friday between Essendon and GWS. Um, This is a a must-win for the Bombers if they want to play finals this season. Um, but I can't see it happening with the way Gita Worse have been playing. Um, I know. What do you, you what do you reckon on that? Can the Bombers find some form here? I reckon not find form in terms of a win. I think they've got the chance to, you know, play well and put up a good contest. But I'd still, like you said, I don't see them beating GWS, not with the form they're in, even with Toby Green missing. Um, you know, there's so many other stuff, um, you know, really good players on that side um, for the Giants that, yeah, they're all in pretty good form at the moment. I really don't see the Bombers pinching this one off them. Nah, I think GWS quite comfortably here. Uh, but yeah, just can't can't mount a case for the Bombers at the moment. Uh, but that is that is all the games for round 10. Um, so, yeah, there's four teams with a bye this this round. So it's a bit of a shorter game, uh, shorter, shorter round, sorry. Um, and that will, I think, yeah, so over rounds 11 and 12, there will also be a few buys in there as well, just to give some teams a rest. Um, so it feels weird ending the round on a Friday night, doesn't it? Normally it starts. Yeah, it in. does. That felt weird to say last game of the round on a Friday. Um, <laughs> just the, the, this, yeah, just that is, that is that is twenty twenty for you. Um, but yeah, so we'll go into the our favourite segment. It is spot on or way off. Um, I'll let you kick off this one, Quinn. I know you've got a. I know you've got some beauties lined up. <laughs> I've got a couple of good ones. So I'll start off with uh, my first one is. Eddie Maguire should be more careful when publicly outing and calling for people's heads. Spot on. Although I love it. I love it because he uh, he gives us a lot to talk about, that's for sure. But yeah, spot on. He uh, ends up... Yeah, he ends up botting yeah. him on the ass, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, he ends up with a bit of egg on his face there. It's happened twice now that he said something and then someone from his team has gone and pretty much, you know... Show, uh, put it, thrown a bit of egg in his face, but yeah, no, I'm the same as you. I love it, but I think he should probably, in for Collingwood's sake, be a little bit more careful. Yeah, for sure. All right, Richmond are now the premiership favourites, and will only get better. Ooh. I'm going to say partly spot on, but partly way off. I, my spot on is that I think they will only get better from here on out. I still think West Coast at the moment are still premiership favourites, but they're not Richmond are not far behind at all. I think they're tailing them very closely and I think they will only get better from here on out. What do you say so if Richmond beat Brisbane comfortably, will you will you change your tune on that? Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll yeah. start walking up and down Punt Road with the <laughs> on, getting getting ready to celebrate grand final day if that happens. So 
thought so. <laughs> All right. Um, after a couple of recent losses, is Gold Coast string of success this season finished? Um, I'm going to say way off. I think they've come come across some decent sides, and um, you know they haven't been completely embarrassed. So I think I think that's way off. I think they're still got you know their their form early on was was still pretty good. So I think. But they can't really drop their heads over the next few weeks. And I think if they do, then we can say yes. But, um, you know, I think way off from mine. I think they're, they've still got a few wins left in them. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. All right, last one. The AFL should be ashamed after standing down their journal for reposting Brooke Cochin's Insta post. Spot on. Spot on with that one. Although, obviously, it's disappointing for Brooke Cochin and, you know, Richmond and blah, 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 all that. At the end of the day, she posted it publicly on her Instagram page. It was not a private account. It's, you know, accessible for anybody to see, although she did delete it. Once it's up on the internet, it's always on the internet. So he didn't, you know, go into a, you know, private, it didn't breach her privacy because she uploaded it herself. So I, I think, yeah, definitely spot on. They should be ashamed of themselves for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it's, yeah, it's not like he's started a rumour and, you know, did like a fake photo or something like this. Is actually This actually happened. And he's reposted it. So and he's doing his job as a journo. So I don't I don't understand it. Um I don't know what the AFL are doing there. They've lost the plot a bit. But oh well. Well uh that is that is us done. That is uh, another episode down. Um you know we're trying to cram all these in whenever we can. Just with the way the season's moving, it's uh it's crazy with the you know the round just finished yesterday and we've got the new round starting again tonight. So um and yeah, we're doing this through this, through Zoom at the moment, and um, yeah, with Melbourne going into stage four lockdown, we we can't really get together, so we've uh, we've had to do this via Zoom, and we hope the quality isn't isn't too bad. I mean, it's not going to be as good as it usually is, but um, we're doing what we can, and it's probably going to be like this for six weeks now, isn't it? I think it will be. I think it will be, but it's you know it's working. It's something different, um, and we're making do, and just like you said, doing all we can to sort of keep this happening and. You know, make make the most of a bad situation. That's it. So, um, yeah, so we're doing our best. And, yeah, so this, uh, yeah, as we said, this round finishes on the Friday. So we'll probably try to get a, our next episode in after that game or, yeah, over the weekend sometime and um, try to get a review and preview done as well. But, yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review and subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, we appreciate all the support and can't thank you guys enough. And uh, yeah, as as we're talking on on a Monday, have a great week, and we hope your team wins. <laughs>